0: time of worship, isn't it? That's, you know, I just, that's what it's about, isn't it? Being in his presence, seeking his face. You know, we were created to worship him. Did you know that? We were created to worship him. So what we just had there was a bit of a, a test run for heaven, you know, because we get to worship him for eternity. And I think it's just amazing. And you know, we had the, the worship night last night. Who was here for that? Yeah, a few hands. Woo! That was just so good. Thank you, Lord. There's a couple of hundred of us here, a couple of hours of just worshipping and soaking in his presence and giving him all our adoration and praise. And uh, as a people, we want to continue to do that. So um, who was here last week? Any hands? Yeah? Yeah, great. Don't worry, this is not a a roll call. I'm not going to take names. But what a great time we had together last week, hey? You know, we looked at, we are in a series entitled Revealed. We're looking at the names of God. And uh, last week, we looked at Jehovah Roth, which is my Lord who heals. My Lord who heals. And we looked at Exodus chapter 15, 26, where God first reveals himself as the as healer. And let me just say this in this place, you know, we want to lift Jesus up and make him known. That's our heart's desire, that's our passion. You know, in John 17, Jesus says in verse 6, he said, I, so Jesus, as he's praying to the Father for his disciples, says, I, Jesus, have revealed your name to those you gave me. I have made your name known to them. You see, Jesus, fully God, fully man, is the fullness of God. And so when Jesus was here on earth, he he revealed the Father. And so he revealed jehovah Roth. And we looked at a biblical foundation as a way of recap of of, of healing through Jesus, didn't we? We looked at that. We looked at two things. How Jesus showed us in the practice of healing and modeled that for us. But also the second P was in the provision of healing. How is that? It's by his blood, you see. When he died on the cross, we often unfortunately think he died for us just for a ticket to heaven. But there's more than that. You see, the Greek word for saved is sozo, and we looked at this, and sozo means saved. Yes, thank you, Lord, but also means wholeness and healing. You see, his blood shed on the cross, purchased for us our healing. By his stripes, we are healed. And you know, we do God a disservice when we think Jesus just died for a ticket to heaven, because he died for more than that. Why? Because, you see, by the shedding of Jesus, he fulfilled the law. We looked at that, didn't we? And so what happens, you see, is that while our sin is given to Jesus, he paid the price that should have been given to us. What also happens in that divine exchange is that his righteousness is imputed, in other words, given to us. In order that we can walk in right relationship with the Father, you see. So let's just touch on the practice just briefly. We've got some some verses up here. You want to make some notes? Matthew 9, 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. How many diseases? Every, yes. Matthew 12, 15. A large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. How many? See, there's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? This is good. Matthew 14, 14, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, you might at this point say, well, that was Jesus. He's different. Of course, he's different than God. But what we've got to remember, he was modeling for us. He was showing us the way because in the Great Commission, he said, now you go and do all the things I've done. In fact, he even said, you will do greater things than this. You will do greater things than this. You see, we are called to extend God's kingdom here on earth. How? By demonstrating his kingdom. You see, healing is central to the gospel message because that is part of the good news. And so we are called to extend God's kingdom here on earth. Now, at this point, I want to just mention this great book called Power Evangelism, written by the founder of the Vineyard, um, called John Wimber. Anyone read this? No. Oh, someone say yes. Yes no, right, it's a fantastic book it's an amazing book because it talks about moving in the gifts of the spirit and extending God's kingdom it's called Paravangelism. now, I've got two who would like one? wow, that was a quick hand, bless you, you can have this Richard, can you go and get for the lady there because she's got a baby there bless you Andy come and get this book, this is for you bless you Step out in faith as you go and heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Come on. Right, that's what it's about, you know. We don't, let me just say this. We don't worship a dead God. I've been to many churches where they worship a dead God. But we don't worship a dead God. You know, God gave me this revelation this week. I was really praying. He said, "Oh, Mark, you know the name Jehovah? I said, yes, Lord. It means I am, the great I am. And we looked at that, didn't we? Wendy did a great job. I'm backing that. And then God said to me, you know, Mark... I am the great I am. It doesn't mean I am the great I was. My name is not the great I will be. It's the great I am today. Now think about that. If that is true, then we've got to raise our expectancy. If God is alive today, then that changes how we think about God, doesn't it? And so when we looked at Jehovah Roth, Jehovah means I am, and we put healer, it means I am your healer today. And um, you might say, okay, at this point, Mark, that's great, but how are we empowered to pray for the sick? And we looked, didn't we, at um, 1 Corinthians 12 where Paul unpacks for us the gifts of the Spirit. You see, Jesus said to the disciples when he was um, glorified went up to heaven, he said, stay here until the Father sends you the Holy Spirit that was promised in order to empower you to go out. And what did they do? They waited in the world's, probably the best prayer meeting, I reckon. (laughs) And what happened? Tongues of fire. Man, I want that. Tongues of fire came down. What happened? The Holy Spirit came and so Paul talks about these gifts, and you know, we looked at the, the root of, of, um, of the Greek word for gifts is charismata, and the root word of that is charis, which means grace. You see, God's gifts are an expression of his grace towards us in order to empower us to fulfill his plans and purposes. That's why God gives us the gifts. They are an expression of his grace towards us, i.e. his unmerited favor, in order to empower us to fulfill the Great Commission. It's like a toolbox that we have, and that's what Power Evangelism, that book, looks at. And then what do we do then? We said, well, let's just go for it. (laughs) And we prayed for sick, and we saw healings, didn't we? That's amazing. You know, in the 930 service... Uh, I said, right, we're going to wait on the Lord, and I had a word of knowledge. You know, word of knowledge is one of the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, and the gifts are operating now. I want us to be very clear on this. They didn't end with the apostles. And I said, I feel like there's someone here with something wrong with their heel. And instantly, Sarah Green, which was sitting up, she put her hand up. I said, well, come on, let's let's go. And she said, oh, I'm really nervous. I said, you're not as nervous as I am, trust me. You know, I was uh, taking Coco, our dog, to the kennel this week for a day because Steph and I were really busy and this, Steph had something with the school with the kids and so I dropped Coco off in the morning and I was waiting there and there was a plaque on the wall and it said, Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. <laughs> Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And you know what, as Christians, I think we've become too comfortable in the comfort zone. We should be praying for our neighbours and our friends as our expectancy rises, we should be talking about Jesus. Why? Because he is the great I am. He is alive. We're not giving people a history lesson. We're demonstrating his goodness today. And sometimes that requires us to go outside of our comfort zone, like I did last week. But we prayed for Sarah. And what happened, it went from a 10 pain all the way down to a 5. Now, um, I saw Sarah and Simon uh, last week and the rest of the crew, our Family Connect group. And... um, And I asked her to say, how's things going? She said, it's great. So she emailed me this. uh, This is what she said. Last Sunday was an amazing experience for me, and it's continued to amaze me throughout the week. As soon as you said, someone with a painful left heel, my hand shot up. I really felt like God was speaking to me. I honestly, up until last Sunday, have at times felt uncomfortable in healing services. But last Sunday was different in the way you led the sermon. I understand it in a different way. As you know, the pain decreased to a five. But listen to this, guys. But after the service that afternoon, I had a tingling feeling in my heel, and the pain decreased again. I'd been feeling anxious about a long run. I had to do that even as I was training for the St. Albans Half Marathon. And I couldn't believe how good I felt compared to how I've been feeling for weeks now. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Why? The great I am. It's amazing. Now, in the 11.30 service, we had Linda come up. And I said, There's someone here who's got a pain in the left elbow. And Linda put her hand up, bless her. And she came up, and then she said, And I've got a pain in my shoulder and in my back and my lungs. I'm like, Oh, Lord, please give me faith. (laughs) I was like, Well, here we go. We're just going to go for it. And I laid hand on Linda and said, You can watch this all on video. You can watch this online and see how Linda was healed. Lord, would you come now? And I felt a heat, and she could feel it. How are you feeling? oh yeah, you know, it's feeling a bit better. So if a pain, it was 10 before, like, where is it now? She goes, oh, it's actually at a two. I was, I was as surprised as she was, quite frankly. That's brilliant. We should keep praying. Kept praying. And you can see the spirit of the Lord on her, you know, when the Holy Spirit moves and encounters flesh. You get a reaction sometimes and she's breathing deeply and we say, How is it feeling now? Zero. Pain is completely gone. Isn't that amazing? Now, this is very cool. Now, Karen, you're sitting there, you're, you're Linda's daughter. And we reached out to you during the week to see how, how your mum is, and you emailed us. Now, I've got your email, but would you like to come up and tell us, or would you like me to read the email instead? Are you sure? Okay, I will read it, but bless you. Um, so, Karen, you, this is Karen over here. She emailed us. Listen to this. This was on Wednesday. To date, she has had no pain in her left arm and elbow joint which she has had for years, to the point that for the last six months she was unable to even lift her arm up. So not only has the pain all gone, and has also gone in her left shoulder and left side of her back as well, but she can now lift her arm above her head. Praise God. And then you said, didn't you, she had numbness in her fingertips due to this. It's completely gone. And you put here, wow, amen. Lots of exclamation marks, Amen. This is, this is what God does when he shows up. We are all in awe and wonder. Amazing God. It's so lovely for her to have pain-free sleep at night for the first time in years. Her right side still has some pain, but I'm praying on it. Her left side has been healed from all pain. What an awesome living God we serve. Amen. The great I am. That is just amazing. Thank you, Lord. Now, you might be sitting here thinking, man, this is crazy stuff. You're absolutely right. It is crazy. The reason we think it's crazy is because we've got God in a box. I'm, by the way, I'm talking to myself here. I've had to repent of putting God in boxes. I'm, I'm telling you right now. You know, we had healings happening, which I want to mention in a moment, that just happened when someone received a word of knowledge and said, I claim that for myself, and they were instantly healed. We had a healing here last week when someone heard a testimony of someone being healed, and they said, I want that, Lord, instantly healed. They weren't even prayed for, and I've got their testimony here, and I'll read that in a moment. So, what is all going on with all this stuff? And I want to give a bit about a little bit of teaching, and then we're going to go for it again because I know that some of you know, I know that there's people here that are sick, they're needing healing in this place. I believe for you this morning. We're going to pray for you. So, what I want to look at briefly is the power of testimony and and the power of words of knowledge, okay? And unpack for us the importance of testimony and words of knowledge. So, the power of testimony what's the purpose? Let me give us three things. In the power of testimony, number one, ultimately, it is to bring glory to God. Amen. In both Sarah's email and um, Karen's email, they both said, "Amen, glory to God." You see, when we testify to what God has done in our lives, we bring Him glory and we worship Him. You know, Rich and I were talking about this this week uh, about testimony, and Rich is a funny chap; he's got some good jokes, and. Bless you. And you shared me this really funny story, this anecdote, I don't know what you'd call it. He said, you know what testimony is like? It's like this. It's like the guy that's driving in the car and saying, Lord, please, I pray, would you, would you give me a parking space? Please, Lord, please, Lord. And all of a sudden, there's a parking space. And he goes, it's all right, Lord. I found one. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> that's fun, isn't it? But actually, we can be a bit like that in our lives. Instead of saying, thank you, Lord, you got me the parking space. We go, well, I did it. I'm impressive. You see, when we bring testimony, it brings glory to him, and we position ourselves in worship, and there is power in that, and freedom in that. Number two, the power of testimony. Your testimony testimony, makes God more real to others. Think about it. You see, when you speak to people who don't know Jesus yet, and by the way, I want to say this this morning, if you're here because you've been invited, I want to say Welcome. Special welcome to you if you're new here. You know, you're not here by accident, by the way. Jesus is inviting you. Jesus has got something for you. He loves you. And why are you here, maybe? And I know I spoke to a few people this week. They said, you know what? I got healed, and so I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell them what happened to me and bring them along. You see, we, we don't have to become all theological. We don't have to know the Bible inside out. But what we do is we say, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life. Really? Yes. You see, the power of testimony is that it makes Christ known to others. And so I'd encourage you, if you have testimony, to share it to people. Yes, in worship and adoration. And we should do that. But also to reveal and make known Jesus to other people that yet to know him. And thirdly, number three, and this is what I want to linger on for a bit, it builds faith. You see, testimony builds faith. You know, who here likes the Grisham books or any other legal novels? Anybody? Yeah, a few hands. I'm sorry I don't have any free books to give out, the Grisham books. (laughs) You know what I love? The courtroom scenes. They're the best. I really like that. And they say, you know, the witness came to bring testimony to the stand. American accent, of course. American books. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But, you (laughs) you know, the root word of testimony in Hebrew is ehad, right? Which literally means witness or record. But the root of that, the root word, this is where it gets very interesting, the root of testimony is to duplicate or repeat. Now, follow me on this, follow me on this. You see, it has two implications, testimony, the power of testimony. Number one, a testimony, as we've said, is a record about someone or something that is meant to be repeated again and again, you see. You see, the root of testimony is to repeat or duplicate. We are to repeat it and duplicate it. Now, if you read the Old Testament, God said to the Israelites, listen, you've got to go and tell everybody about what I've done for you. Why? Because it builds faith. Well, if God's done it, then he'll do it again. And when we are in life, we get those situations. I'm in the, I get in those situations. I'm like, Lord, where are you? Have you, have you gone? And I'm just reminded, hold on, he has come up for me so many times. I know he's there for me. But the second implication is, is really important, and I want to unpack that. You see, in another sense, the word also means, the root of testimony also means a desire for God to repeat it. So not only is the, the word giving us a direction to repeat it and repeat it to others and to ourselves, but actually, in the repeating of it, it is saying, I desire it. In other words, do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. You know, in the book of Revelation, it says that the testimony of Jesus—listen to this—is the spirit of prophecy. It's Revelation nineteen ten, and so when we bring testimony of what Jesus has done, we're saying prophetically, "Do it again, God. You've done it once; you can do it again." And that's the power of testimony, and that's what happened to Lara. Is Lara here this morning? No. Now, Lara was here at the eleventh. Th- oh, she are there. Bless you. Do you want to come up and give your testimony? What happened to you last week? Oh, you've emailed me. I've got the information. You want to come up, though? Come, come. Can you let me grab a mic? Let's invite Lara up. Bless you. You were sitting over there last time. You're mixing it up. I like this. Bless you. Come up, Lara. I don't need this, do I? I've got this here. Right. Now, I'm going to interview you with some questions. Now, uh, we're talking about the power of testimony. And I gave a testimony, didn't I, of, a couple of weeks ago, praying for someone's knee. Yes. Because, and then his knee went really hot and he got completely, he got healed, didn't he? Yes. And then he said, oh, but it's still creaking. So I said, right, I'll sort that out. In the name of Jesus, I command the creaking to go. And what happened? The creaking went. Now, what happened when you heard that testimony? What happened in your spirit? What did you say?
1: I claimed that for myself.
0: You claimed it for yourself. So essentially, you're saying, do it for me, Lord. Yes.
1: I had this pain on my left knee. Yep. Oh, you, you shook your right knee, but I said, I claimed that. His knee, so right. that should come to mind as well.
0: Okay, and then now, so you claim that for yourself because the power of testimony, you like, well, if God's done it before, he can yes. do it again. Yes. Now, when I prayed the blessing, what started happening to your knee?
1: Uh, my feet got hot, this, my left feet. I yep. sat down at the back there, so it was hot. And I uh, kind of said, what's going on? But I kept quiet. And I watched the service went on. So after, when you called for blessing, and I now stood up. I said, okay, I'm going to test what's going on on this knee. Normally, this is the knee, the left knee. I had You're it moving both. that very freely, yes, I have to I'm, say. I'm moving it. <laughs> for like three weeks, I couldn't bend beyond the particular point. Right. So I bent the knee. I said, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I bent it again. And I stood up. I shook it. And the pain was gone. Wow, praise was, God. Was, that is I was, amazing. Yeah, I, I, was, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. But I told my husband, I said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to tell Mark <laughs> yeah, afterwards. So.
0: And what happened when you got home later on during the day?
1: Yeah, the, I'm actually wearing a smaller bandage today. Yeah. On the knee, I was wearing... Um, I saw it was a big
0: one, wasn't it? Yes, yeah.
1: uh, support knee, because when I went to the doctor, the doctor told me to wear that. So when I got home, because of the trousers I was wearing, I didn't even notice, um, I went to the toilet, I came out, went to the living room, and I saw that the, the band has gone down to my ankle. Whoa. So I, I said, the swollen was gone, the inflammation went down, Wow! and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? I told my, my children, and we all thank God that, wow, this is God indeed.
0: Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Let's just bring him glory. You did so well. Bless you, Lara. Let's just pray a blessing on Lara. Lord, thank you that for Lara's healing, we pray you just completely heal her all the way through her body, Lord. And we just thank you that she had the courage to bring you glory. For that is the power of testimony. And Lord, we just pray that as she has just prophetically declared, do it again, Lord, that someone right now would be healed. Healed right now, Lord, as they claim that for themselves. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bless you. Why don't we give Lara a hand? Such a powerful testimony. Now, I've seen this myself happen in other conferences. You know, we think, we think it's crazy. It is. Yeah, right, because we've got God in a box. We've got God in a box. You know, who remembers the story of the woman bleeding? And Jesus, and, and she reached out to get the, the edge of Jesus' cloak, didn't she? And in Matthew 9:22, this is what Jesus said. He turned to her and said, take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Jesus didn't even pray for her. Now, this is very interesting. You see, a few chapters later, right, Jesus continues his ministry. We read in Matthew 14, 35 to 36, this is what it says. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Where did they get that idea from? Think about it. Testimony. Did you hear about the lady who just reached out in faith? She got healed. Well, if he can do it for her, he can do it again for me. And in faith, they touch and they were healed. So this isn't that crazy, because funny enough, it's in the Bible. <laughs> isn't it amazing? I want to move on to the power of words and knowledge, and we're going to pray. You know, in, in, in the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, what we find is often gifts are going to work together. Let me give you some examples. The, the, the gifts of tongues speak in another language, right? Heavenly language is often is linked with the interpretation of tongues, right? Which is another gift. Of course, if you didn't have tongues, you would need an interpretation of tongues. Here's another one. The gift of prophecy, speaking prophetically, is linked with the gift of discerning spirits. Why is that? Because you say, Lord, is that word from you? Because we are, we are, said, we are called to test each, each word. And here's the thing I want us to see. The gift of words of knowledge is frequently almost always linked together with the gift of healing. We see it in our experience and we see it in the scriptures. You see, words of knowledge help quicken what God is about to do. You see, words of knowledge is what we call a revelatory gift with prophetic. It's it's the Lord saying, this is what I intend to do. And what happens? It raises faith. It's caca here in the room. No. So Kaka was in the 9.30 service last week. Now let me tell you what happened. When I had a word of knowledge for Sarah or for someone with a heel, Sarah put her hand up. Kaka Kaka said, well, hold on a minute. That's me too. I've got ankles. You see where I'm going with this, right? And she said she claimed that for herself. Later on the service, her ankles were tingling all over and she got completely healed. No one even prayed. Why is that? because it raised faith. Why? Because the words of knowledge were a prophetic declaration of what God is going to do again. Amen. So it does happen. And I want to look at the story of, Mark, uh, of Bartimaeus very briefly in Mark 10. You can turn to me if you wish. Turn with me if you wish. 46 to 52. It's such a great story. Then they came to Jericho, this is Jesus and his disciples, and as Jesus and his disciples together, they were with a large crowd. As they were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. I love that. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, and he said to the disciples, go and call him. So the disciples went and called to the blind man, cheer up. (laughs) Sensitive, isn't it? (laughs) Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. And Jesus said, go Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now, this is an amazing story because this is a word of knowledge, you see. This is what happens with words of knowledge. By, By his spirit, he said, This is what I intend to do. Go and call that person. And what happened? The disciples said over to the guy, Hey, listen, Jesus has got some good news for you. You've got to come over. Word of knowledge and the man responded, Well, hold on a minute, that's Jesus is speaking to me. Faith rised in him. How do we know this? Well, listen, he threw off his cloak. Why is that important? Because in those days, they were given special cloaks that gave them permission to beg. I can see wow. So when he threw it off, what was that? An act of faith. I don't need this anymore. I don't need it anymore. Jesus has called me. Let me tell you, Jesus is calling you this morning. You see, when we give a word of knowledge and say, someone has a problem with our heel, and you say, yeah, I have, that's for me, Lord, faith rises and Jesus can heal. You see, you know, Sarah in her email said, I just felt my hand shot up. Why? Because she responded in faith. And I've seen many people being healed. Okay, Lara, she did something she couldn't do. She goes, well, I'm going to try my knee. It's healed, an act of faith. And sometimes we need to do something we've never done before and say, come on then, Lord, let's do it again. You know, we had earlier words of knowledge. We're going to do this in a moment. And we had lots of healings in the, in the 930 service. We had a guy respond to a word knowledge for a shoulder. And he came forward, got prayer, got healed like that. This is just what? A couple of hours ago? There's a few more as well. Now, what does that mean for us in this place? It means God is the great I am. I am here. And I know that God is going to show up and heal. Why? He's done it before. He's going to do it again.